there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellwamby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, greetings, everybody, and so glad that you're here with me today. I have a very special message. Um, I had actually planned to do a podcast on something totally different today, and goodness, about um, an hour ago, I felt the Lord just tell me that I needed to do something on redemption. There is someone that's listening that really needs to hear and to have hope and to have an anchor in whatever you're going through. So um, I switched gears and decided to just talk a little bit about redemption, but tell you some stories of redemption in my own life. And one of the first things I've discovered is that the Lord loves to redeem things. He loves to make them right. He loves to set them in order. Now, oftentimes for me, and maybe it's because I'm a more more of a get it done girl, it takes longer <laughs> uh, to me sometimes for him to redeem things. But I'm seeing the longer I walk with him, how he does it over and over and over and over and over again. It just might not come as fast as I would like it. And I want to encourage you today that no matter what mess you have made or how bad things look or how much you've lost, God is standing right beside you orchestrating redemption just for you. And that's something I want you to hang on to. In fact, even write it down. God is orchestrating redemption for me. You might need to put that in your journal or on a sticky note on your refrigerator, but remind yourself of that. So what does redemption mean? You know, the dictionary states it means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something, to save from evil or error, to gain or regain possession of something or to exchange something. You know, our society doesn't really use the word redeem too much unless we're talking about coupons. Our society, I think, uses the word exchange or, you know, that that's what we use. It's just part of our vocabulary. And I know that many of you are listening around the world. Maybe you have a different word um, wherever you're from. But redeem is really over and over and over again. It's, it's in the Bible often. It's quite often, really. So what is it that you need God to exchange for you? And I want you to think about that for a moment. Maybe you lost a lot of money in a business deal. Maybe um, your marriage fell apart and your heart was broken. Maybe you lost the one you love. You lost a loved one to COVID. And, you know, that doesn't mean God's going to bring that person back. But he has an interesting way of of compensating 
for the bad aspects of something like that word redemption means. And, you know, sometimes things can happen. We live in a fallen world and bad things happen to good people. And the world interrupts, you know, life interrupts. Sometimes it's suddenly, occasionally, tragically, um, oftentimes unexpectedly. And I think that's why God said, you know what, people need me to, to fix things when they fall apart. So what do we do when our plans and dreams are interrupted? Um, I have found in my own life, and I've had that happen numerous times, that we simply hang on to God and take the next step. You know, we wait for Him to work in our lives to redeem the situation. And this oftentimes rubs against, you know, the impatience that we have. Um, you know, as Americans, I don't think we're real good at waiting. We're not good at waiting in the lines of grocery stores. Um, I think waiting, you know, we're in a microwave society. We want things cooked and done right now and right then. But it's in that place of waiting that we experience the joy of holding God's hand. And Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. And that's a promise. That's a promise specifically for somebody today. And I I would just like to know, you can email me or you can comment on this podcast. I'd like to know if you're one of those people. I just really would love to hear because I know that I had one plan today and God totally shifted it just for somebody. Okay, so one of my personal stories of redemption happened um, about 10 years ago, I sat on, well, 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago, I sat on our deck with my late husband. And the conversation began with Kathleen, sit down, we need to talk. And I knew we needed to discuss some things, but neither one of us wanted to talk about them. Um, but I sat down at the end of the table where he usually sat and I took a deep breath. He sat somewhere else. He was um, in a lot of pain. He was battling cancer and even his, you know, physical weakness made it, made it difficult to go out to our deck, but it was our happy place. It was where we shared many memories and entertained people and um, anyway, as we sat down on the deck, Joe said, you know, things aren't going the way we would like for them to. And he said, my life insurance policy is in the front desk of the file. And when I'm gone, I want you to call USAA and they will walk you through the whole process. And those were his words to me. And he said, you know, they will help you. Well, my mind and my body were exhausted from caregiving for him and fighting for his life. And my head was swimming with so many questions. And I suddenly felt like I was in very deep water and the waves were just washing over me and I was going under. And I even found it literally hard to breathe and my eyes filled with tears. And then he continued as he looked at me with just love in his eyes and he said, you know, you're not made to live alone. He said, I love you and want you to know that you have my permission to go on with your life and find someone else. He said, I know you better than anybody on this earth and you're not made to live alone. Well, I certainly didn't want to hear those words. 
um, any more than he wanted to say them. You know, because we have been friends, we have been lovers, we had been parents, we had been partners for 30 years. And I couldn't even imagine life without him. It, but I knew the depth of his love for me and why he was saying those things. And a few days later, he took his last breath here on earth. Um, and three long years rolled by, rolled by, and they were lonely years as I struggled to discover life without him. And, you know, how do you even live life when half of you is gone and your heart is broken? But God held my hand in that journey. journey and I waited for God to somehow redeem my life, to give me beauty for ashes, to give me joy instead of sorrow. And there were many days I battled fear and I thought my heart is just going to be broken forever. And, you know, as I stumbled to just figure out life without it. And so what does redemption look like in this situation, you might be saying? Well, several years later, I sat on that very same deck except I was with another man, my, my husband now, we've almost been married, uh, well, we've been married nine and a half years, and we were laughing and we were enjoying beautiful weather and both working on our wedding vows. We were preparing to get, get married, and we both had written down what we wanted to share with each other, the promises we wanted to make, and all of a sudden, I just got real quiet because I remembered that day years ago when I sat in that same spot with tears rolling down my face and felt like my life was over. And that very place that had been so painful was now a place of redemption. I was sitting there with hope, with joy. I was laughing. And that place that had been so painful was now a place of new beginnings. But it was in that my journey in that long, difficult journey that my heart expanded and had gotten stronger. And I'd actually learned to thrive holding God's hand. And I've learned who God was in a depth that I never knew before. And God had exchanged the thing I feared the most. And that, you know, it was letting go of life as I knew it. Letting go. But in that letting go, he had brought a new adventure. You know, Psalm 107, verse 1 states, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm here to tell you, God is a redeemer. And there are so many things I've seen him redeem in our life. Psalm 107, 6 through 8 says, Then they cried out to the Lord, and in their trouble he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Now, I'm not just telling you those scriptures. I've actually lived them. You know, another situation where I saw God redeem, <clears throat> we had a business. We sold it to some people that were friends, Christian people. And um, we carried the note for them, trying to just help them. And they began to make some changes to the business. We were concerned. We talked to them, shared our concerns. They did them anyway. And a few years later, they were in bankruptcy. Well, the money that we were expecting to get from that sale of that business was to put our kids through college. And our oldest was 
you know, sophomore in high school, and we didn't have much time, and so it was very hard for us to forgive, number one, but to walk on in that in the journey. But do you know that two out of our three kids got full scholarships? My oldest went to the Naval Academy and had a full ride, excellent education. My daughter got a um, scholarship to A&M that paid for an awful lot of her college expenses, and our younger son got a few scholarships. Um, and God has been just so faithful. He redeemed that thing that we thought was lost and tragic, and we didn't know what we were going to do at the time. So I've lived these scriptures, and I'm not just telling you about him. Hang on to the Lord wherever you're at. Whatever you feel like is hopeless, hang on to him. And, you know, whatever it is you feel like you're hanging on by a thread, and maybe you're even mad at God because you feel like the world has done you wrong and tossed you around, and you might even be blaming Him. You know, perhaps you need your knees strengthened so you can stand and wait for Him to redeem. And I'm here to do that today, and I'm going to pray for you. But God is faithful. And Psalm 130 tells us to wait for Him to exchange the things for us. And in verse 7, it says, Hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. Oh my goodness. Write down Psalm 130, verse 7, because it's something just for you to hang on to. So what is it you need to ask Him to redeem? And it might be something little. It might be, you know, a falling out you've had with a friend. Um, it might be a conflict you had with the church, and the church really hurts you. You know, there are so many stories I could tell you of things that the Lord has redeemed, and He's redeemed them even better than I could ask or think. If I were trying to draw out and picture it, I wouldn't have come close to what God has done. So ask Him now, and let me just encourage you to hang on to Him. You know, Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, When these things began to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Redemption is right around the corner just for you, my friend. And so I just want to encourage you. I want to bless you. And I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I thank you for those listening and I thank you that you're a God of redemption. You love to exchange the broken pieces, the broken relationships, the broken dreams, the broken hopes. And you love to redeem and make them right. And God, I just ask that right now you do exceedingly abundantly above what those listening could ask or think. Lord, because you're kind, because you're good because your word says you're a redeemer. Lord, and let the redeemed say so. Let the people listening, Father, as you redeem things in their life, and as you do it quickly, God, as, you, as those pieces begin to come together, let them see you and praise you and give you all the praise and honor and glory. Father, anchor each heart right now that's discouraged and pour the comfort of your Holy Spirit over. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I would love to hear who this message is for. So shoot me a email at kathleenmaxwell1 at gmail.com or you can go to my website at um, www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com and let me know, like the podcast, leave a message in the podcast. When you do those things, it helps get this podcast um, to other people. So have a wonderful day and know that God loves you. He's for you. He's with you. He wants to hold your hand, anchor you with hope, and redeem whatever's been lost. See you next week.